Good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is for you. I hope you were having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports for Saturday, January 6th. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today is the last day I will have to record in this weird old bedroom. I'm very excited. Later today, I'm heading back to Pullman, Washington, uh, back to really strong internet, uh, my studio, my own bed, going home to Washington State where I attend college. Really, really excited. I have a fantastic show for you guys today. I'm really, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm really, I'm really excited. This is a good, good episode of this podcast. We're going to talk a ton about the New England Patriots. Uh, we're going to talk about that ESPN article that was just released, breaking down uh, the dysfunction between Robert Kraft, the Patriots owner, the Patriots quarterback, Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick. Now, I have been very irritated by the coverage of this article. Most people are very lazy. Uh, I think I have kind of a different take, and I'm doing something different with it. I'm very excited to share that. We're also going to talk later about John Gruden going to the Raiders. We'll talk about Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. Russell Westbrook is driving me nuts. We're also going to talk at the very end of the show about Jim Caldwell, because someone wrote in asking me to talk about Jim Caldwell. Hey, you bet. I will talk about Jim Caldwell. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud. It's coming to Spotify and Google Play next week. You can tell, you can find my full entire podcast on YouTube, all 45 minutes to an hour. And you can find my best, most interesting clips on YouTube. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. That is my game plan. That is how I plan to grow this podcast. Share the links on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever it is. Maybe it's face-to-face. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. Oh, man. I want to start with the ESPN article. Uh, it really uh, it irritated. The coverage of the article irritated me. The article itself is, is actually a great article. It's well-written. I enjoyed reading it. Um, and it seems to me that there's not a lot of independent thinkers in the world. Um, and, and literally, people were just rereading the article on radio, on, on YouTube, wherever it was. People were just reading straight word-for-word clips from the article. I don't want to do that. Um, Go read the article. It's on ESPN. It's by Sam Wickersham. It talks about how, um, you know, if it it confirmed my belief that Bill Belichick wanted to trade Tom Brady instead of Jimmy Garoppolo, and the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, came in and overruled him and said, I'm choosing Tom. I'm siding with Tom instead of Bill Belichick. So let's talk about the article. Credit. Who gets credit? It is a a long, a problem everyone has. People want to get credit for their work. So if you do a group project, what is the first step? The first step, uh, especially like in high school and college, when you do a group project, the first step is, um, what should we do? You pick your project. Oh, we're going to build a robot, or maybe we're going to do a puzzle, or we're going to make some kind of uh, paper or a web-based document. Who knows? But the first step is always figuring out what are we going to do. The second step is let's make it happen. You have tunnel vision. All you can think about is achieving that goal. Let's finish the project. Let's build that robot. Let's write that paper. Let's build that website. Whatever that group project is, you're laser focused in. Now, when you finish the project, as you're coming to the end of the entire process, credit becomes an issue. How much work did you do? Who's going to get the grade? Are you going to get an A? If I get a grade, an A and Sam's in my group and he didn't do as much work, will he also get an A? You think about credit. I did more work than Sam. I should deserve an A. Sam deserves a B. Credit is a big problem. And that is exactly what the New England Patriots are going through right now. It is the end of the line for the New England Patriots. I don't know about you, but that's how it feels to me. It feels like the Patriots dynasty, this this legacy, this long-running dynasty we have seen with five Super Bowls, playoff appearance after playoff appearance, is coming to an end. So who is more responsible for those five Super Bowls? 
Is it Tom Brady? Is it Bill Belichick? It's certainly not Robert Kraft. This is not Robert Kraft's story. He just financed the whole expedition. Robert Kraft, until recently, all he did was the, all he did was bring money to the table and allow the people underneath him that worked for him to do incredible genius stuff. Robert Kraft is not the genius behind this machine. It's Bill Belichick and or Tom Brady. I give the credit to Bill Belichick. Uh, and I want to now talk about, they are both very similar. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they are both very similar people. They have a lot of traits that they have in common that make them both successful. But those traits that make them similar and both make them successful will also be the same traits that will ultimately be their undoing. I do not date people who are similar to me. I don't think, I think if I dated another person like me, I would want to kill them. <laughs> it would be, I'm, I'm loud, I'm obnoxious, I'm way into sports. I want to find someone who compliments me. Because if you put two alpha males in a room, it's hard. It's really, one of them has to get credit. You can't have two people with the exact same personality traits. It doesn't work, especially not in a relationship. So I was buddy-buddy with my high school coach. You know, him and I were good friends. I loved my high school coach. That is not Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. They are not buddy-buddy. But they have the similar traits. They both work hard. They prepare. They have a chip on their shoulder. Both Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were punished for cheating. They have this unending desire to be successful. And that is the problem. That drive is finally going to catch up to them. They both put their heads down. They both work so incredibly hard. And now they both want credit. And I think that is the problem with this. At the end of the run, who gets credit for the five Super Bowls? Is it Tom Brady? Is it Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick wants to win without Tom Brady. He wants to prove he doesn't need Tom Brady. And Robert Kraft seemed like he swooped in and took that away from Bill Belichick. He said, you can't trade Tom Brady. That is why Bill Belichick uh, traded away Jimmy Garoppolo for nothing, traded away Jacoby Brissett for nothing, because he's, he's spiteful, he's angry. I had an opportunity to prove myself that I did not need Tom Brady for this run. I can win without him. And Robert Kraft took that away from him. Why? Do you know why I don't date people I work with? Do you know why? That is because personal relationships need to be separate from business relationships. And a business relationship, you need to be able to cut ties. You need to be able to remove your emotion from the decision and do what's best for the company, what's best for the overall future of everything around you. Personal relationships are not like that. You know, we, we, people care for their parents even though they have flaws, even though they have issues. If it was a business relationship with, I know some people who have parents who are abusive and have problems, but they still care for them. They're not, they don't trust them like parents, but they're still around. They still trust them and care for them. If that was a business relationship, they would have cut ties like that. But because it's a personal relationship, it's their parents. They hang around with a toxic environment, knowing it's toxic at arm's length, but they still keep them around. Whereas again, if that was a business relationship, it'd be over. It'd be like, no, I'm not working with that person. They suck. They, they ruined a lot of things about my life. That is the difference between personal relationships and business relationships. Robert, Cla Robert Kraft, the Patriots owner's judgment was clouded by his personal relationship with Tom Brady. We all know, we all see it. Jimmy Garoppolo is a better option than Tom Brady. Literally right now, I would rather have Tom, I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo if I'm the Patriots than I would Tom Brady. Your, you, not only your future's better, in the moment, I think Jimmy Garoppolo may even be a better quarterback. Did you see what he did in San Francisco? <laughs> However, everyone, all three of these guys, Robert Kraft, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, they're all struggling with the same problem. 
Who gets credit? What will our legacy be way down the road? If I'm Robert Kraft, the reason why Robert Kraft chose Tom Brady instead of Jimmy Garoppolo was very simple and very easy. He didn't want one mistake to define him. He's up into his 80s. He's getting ready to who knows what happened. Who knows what's next for Robert Kraft, but he's, he's getting up there, right? His wife has died. Um, choosing Tom was the safe bet. Because if you choose Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy Garoppolo fails and you're the, you're the owner that approved the trade to get rid of the Tom Brady... That doesn't sit very well with a lot of people. That would hurt your legacy. That would hurt your reputation down the road. Because that one decision, despite all the Super Bowls, despite all the hard work and all the good stuff he did, that decision to trade Tom Brady would be a stain on his resume and a stain on his legacy. And he did not want that. He didn't want to gamble. Because, again, if he'd, made the, if he'd made the choice to pick Jimmy Garoppolo, he would look like a genius. His legacy would have been, wow, he's the genius that was willing to even get rid of Tom Brady. He did everything he could to win. But that was a risky decision. If he'd kept Jimmy Garoppolo and traded Tom Brady, that would have been a huge risk. And Robert Kraft did not want to take a risk with his reputation. He wants a good legacy that will last for a long time. Another interesting aspect of this entire Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft thing is Alex Guerrero, Tom Brady's trainer, and TB12, Tom Brady's you know, cultish diet training plan. So in high school, I use a training program called, uh, I, I don't want to use the real name. So we'll call one, call one AAA and the other one Good Athlete. There were two training programs where I lived in Vancouver, Washington, AAA and Good Athlete. My school, my high school partnered with AAA. We said, we're going to use this, this company. Uh, they will train all of our athletes and I loved it. A lot of all of our athletes, for the most part, trained with AAA. However, some of our athletes, a few of them, went off and trained with Good Athlete, this other training service. That caused a caused a small divide, and, and this annoyed me. This this was a, a pain in my butt because the egos involved. So I looked at it this way. I looked at if you're going to go train with Good Athlete, you're getting in the way of our agenda. Our plan as a football team is to work with AAA, this other this training company that we have a partnership with. And when you go to Good Athlete, you're going against our plan. Uh, but again, egos were involved. So the Good Athlete trainer thought people needed him. He thought, you know, screw you, Zach. I'm helping the kids. I'm giving them a better training experience. Um, again, I thought this caused problems for our football team. I thought it hurt us. I thought it caused a division. And that is exactly what happened with the Patriots. A small fracture. Alex Guerrero, the snake oil salesman, the, the, the trainer of the great Tom Brady, the guy who got him to playing into his 40s. It was Alex Guerrero versus the Patriots training staff. Very similar to AAA and good athlete. You had Tom Brady's trainer Alex Guerrero and the Patriots training staff. This caused an obvious division uh, within the Patriots locker room and dysfunction. And you don't want that. That is why I think it was a good move for Bill Belichick to say, nope, get out of here. We don't want anything, any kind of splintering, any kind of fracturing. I don't even care if you're Tom Brady. Because again, Tom Brady's self-promotion has gone from, oh, that's cute, to, ooh, that's, that's not cute. That's like Scientology stuff. That's a little too far. I don't like that. Um, I mean, I, I saw, it was weird. It kind of, it struck me weird when I saw a TB12 commercial during one of Tom Brady's games. I don't know why I felt weird about it. It makes sense. That's where I would put a TB12 commercial. I just know it was weird for me. I was like, you're, you're playing in the game and your commercial's in the game. And not like an orange juice commercial. Like his own, 
he funded his personal commercial was in, was there during the Dolphins game. I was like, that's just weird to me. I don't like that. Who lost because of the Sam Wickersham article? Who has the most to lose because of the ESPN Sam Wickersham article? It's easily Tom Brady. But why? Why is Tom Brady the biggest loser because of this ESPN article? It's because of TB12. This article, this article made Tom Brady's brand look like a childish diet-eating cult with a training program and a plan that... It made it look bad. It made it look like a stain. It made it look like something that divided the Patriots locker room. That is not helpful. That puts Tom Brady's future in danger. Because that is Tom Brady's plan. That is Tom Brady's plan after football ends. Some people want to be broadcasters. Other people buy Starbucks and you know build up franchises. Tom Brady wants to build TB12, his own personal training diet plan, whatever you want to call it. I don't understand. I'm never going to read the book. I have no interest in it. Um, but that is why he has the most to lose. It made that look bad. All of Tom Brady's investment in TB12, this whole diet, this training program, all this book, all this stuff, it all hinges on Tom Brady playing well in the next couple years. He must deliver. If Tom Brady does not deliver, it, it deflates everything. The pressure is on. Tom Brady needs to win. I, I, it'd be really helpful if he won a Super Bowl this year. But he needs to be able to play till he's 45, like he keeps saying he wants to. My next question is, will this article affect the Patriots in the playoffs? Uh, I'm going to, to tell you that story, to explain that fully, uh, you need to know more about the Patriots. I'm going to get there. I'm going to first tell you a story that will help you understand and get to know the Patriots. And then I will tell you, will the Sam Wickersham article affect the New England Patriots in the playoffs? Right now in New England, in Boston, in the Massachusetts area, basically the whole East Coast. I mean, Florida has snow right now. Um, there's a thing called the bomb cyclone, which is it's a it's a huge storm that we we haven't seen. I think in the last hundred years, like it's we we don't they made up a new word for it because they didn't know what to call it. It's the worst storm we've seen in a long, long time. So like it's hard to drive. It's scary. It's cold. There's snow everywhere, and yet the Patriots players cannot miss practice. You can't even be late. They're like, you need to be here on time at 8 a.m. If you're not, you're out. And are you not afraid of Bill Belichick? Because I'd be afraid of Bill Belichick. If I'm late, I think I might lose my job. This is the New England Patriots. Hard work, preparation, do your job. You cannot be late. There will be no distractions. Like If you need to sleep in the hotel, by the facility because no questions asked. You must be at practice on time. You cannot be late. And players knew that. Players knew they couldn't be late. Because the Patriots are like a military operation. They're tight. They are organized. They don't care about distractions. They're very prepared. They work harder than you. They outsmart you. That is how the New England Patriots win. They win with preparation and hard work. That is the definition of the Patriots. This article will not affect the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. They're professionals. And let's be honest, five Super Bowls sounds great for Tom Brady, for Robert Kraft, for Bill Belichick, for their legacy. But six Super Bowls? <laughs> six Super Bowls is unprecedented. That's not even, that's unfathomable. That's in another galaxy. No other combination of quarterback and coach will ever win six Super Bowls again if they can do it right now. 
And think of how this will impact TB12. If Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl, TB12 stock like goes up dramatically because wow, Tom Brady can win a Super Bowl at 40 years old. That whole TB12 diet process must really work. There's too much to lose if they don't deliver now. So they are laser focused. This article will not disrupt anything. They are a car speeding at 100 miles an hour. You can't stop it. I truly believe. In fact, the New England Patriots are still my favorite to win the Super Bowl. Even in spite of all of the Sam Wickersham ESPN article bullcrap. I'm not worried at all. I think the Patriots are absolute professionals. This will not waver their focus at all. The New England Patriots are still my favorite to win the Super Bowl. <clears throat> this does feel like the end of the Patriots, though. This really does feel like the Patriots have. Their dynasty has come to an end. Uh, the recent rumor right now is that Bill Belichick is eyeing the Giants job. That Bill Belichick wants to be the next head coach of the New York Giants. And that makes a lot of sense to me. I could absolutely see that happening. You know, first, it's the best way to stick it to Robert Kraft, the Patriots owner. Robert Kraft is a New England guy. And there's that Boston-New York rivalry. If you want to stick it to Robert Kraft, leave the New England Patriots and go to the New York Giants, the team that beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. And again, back to Red Sox-Yankees, New York-Boston. They don't like each other. There's this kind of insecurity. There's a, there's a big rivalry there. If you leave Boston and go to New York... Oh, big, bad Belichick. That would be great. It would be great. It'd be so interesting and fun. It will happen. Probably not, but it's possible. Remember, Bill Belichick coached in New York once before. He coached under Bill Parcells. He loves. Bill Belichick talks much, many times about the Giants organization. He thinks back on that time with fondness. He clearly has a nostalgic feeling for when, his time with the Giants. And he loves the Giants organization. I heard a story once. It was Bill Belichick talking about the New York Giants. And it was like a, a mic'd up or wired situation. He was leaving a football uh, facility. And he said to the guy next to him, he said, you know, these are the same guys that were here when I was here 20 years ago. No one ever leaves the Giants. Not the coaches, obviously, but the training staff, the guy at the door, you know, this guy, that guy, the guy helping with signs. Everyone at the Giants organization loves it so much they would never leave. That was very interesting to me. It showed me that not only does Bill Belichick have a lot of respect for the Giants organization, it made me think, would Bill Belichick like to go back? Because it seems like he has a lot of high regard for the Giants organization. My one big question, my one uh, very obvious reason why he would not go to the Giants. Who's your quarterback? Are you going to keep Eli Manning? Because Eli Manning right now looks useless. I mean, and not just like his body's deteriorating. He's making terrible decisions. He's throwing balls that are like, why in the world would you throw the ball there? So Eli Manning's out. Eli Manning's not going to work for Bill Belichick. <clears throat> well, the Giants do have the number two overall pick. Why don't they draft Josh Rosen? No, 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 no. I, I, you're telling me you, you think Bill Belichick would get along with the outspoken, brash Josh Rosen? <laughs> no. No, Bill Belichick would love Sam Darnold. If Bill Belichick can get Sam Darnold, oh, that's a match made in heaven. Bill Belichick's quiet, cold demeanor and, and the, the more stoic, not stoic, the more reserved, Midwestern type Sam Darnold, who's not from the Midwest, but he has that kind of mentality. That, that is what would work with Bill Belichick. Sam Darnold and Bill Belichick is a, a match made in heaven. If Sam Darnold, ha if Bill Belichick has to deal with Josh Rosen, hell no, he's not going to the Giants. 
He's in fact he he wouldn't work with he would refuse to work with Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen wouldn't listen. Josh Rosen thinks he knows better. I, I don't know. I, I just quarterback is a problem for me. If if Bill Belichick is going to go to the Giants, uh, we need to figure out the quarterback situation because otherwise I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to I'm not going to buy that he's going to go to the Giants as much as he loves the Giants. He knows he needs a quarterback. He doesn't need it to be Tom Brady, but Bill Belichick does need a, a competent quarterback if he's going to win games in the NFL. And that is why Bill Belichick, eh, he may not go to the Giants. He loves the organization, but he needs a quarterback. If Bill Belichick is going to the Giants, he's going to need a quarterback. And it can't be Josh Rosen. It cannot be Josh Rosen. That's, that's where I want, to, I want to move to next. Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen both just declared for the NFL draft. I prefer Sam Darnold. I'm a Sam Darnold guy. I'm a Sam Darnold believer. I know that I'm in the minority, but I just, I really, I prefer Sam Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold can play football. He's a great guy, by the way. I've met him. I've shook his hand. Great dude. Really, really hard worker. And he has presence. When you're on the field with Sam Darnold, he doesn't have to say a word for you to have his, for him to give, for him to take your respect, he has command of a football field without saying a word. He just, it's like there's gravity to this guy. Josh Rosen has gravity, but for different reasons. Um, I don't know. Josh Rosen may show flashes of success sooner than Sam Darnold. Like early on in the first couple of weeks of the NFL next year, you might think, ooh, Josh Rosen's way better than Sam Darnold. And that's because right now, Josh Rosen is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold has way more room to grow. He needs a lot of help. He needs better coaching. Uh, but I think Sam will ultimately, in fact, I don't just think it, I believe it. I believe Sam Darnold will be a better quarterback in the long run than Josh Rosen. Josh is too distracted. Specifically, if Sam Darnold goes to the Browns, Sam Darnold, he's a way better fit with the Browns. Josh Rosen would not work in the Browns. Josh Rosen is not the kind of guy that could turn around the Browns organization. Josh is far too distracted. I met him once, and that's that's aside the point. Um, but from a distance, even if you've never met him, from a distance, he has a pretentious vibe, and that's not necessarily fair. I know I'm not saying he's pretentious. I'm just saying perception of Josh Rosen that he's got kind of a aloof, pretentious vibe, and that that's not something you want. Whether it's true or not, if the perception of you is that you're that way. That's that's really bad. That's that's a big problem for an NFL quarterback. I so I want to be very clear. I'm picking Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Uh, they'll both maybe be successful. I, I but I, I think Sam Darnold will be a better quarterback in the long term down the road over Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, he could be successful. He could be, but there's also a lot of potential for him to be a bust. He scares me a lot. His mouth. He seems unable to control his mouth at times. He just goes off and says whatever he wants. And he kind of has a this vibe to him that he knows better than you. That Josh Rosen seems to believe, I'm smarter than you. And in many ways, he is smarter than you. But what's more dangerous than a guy who's smart than a guy who's smart and knows they're smart and uses it against you and is cocky and throws it in your face? That is not who you want to be with. I, I knew someone like that a long time ago. He was a smart aleck. That's a good word right there. Josh Rosen's kind of a smart aleck. He knows he's right, and he'll tell you he's right, and he'll throw it in your face. That's kind of, um, I've been around Josh Rosen before, and I don't, I don't want to critique his personality. I don't mean to, I'm not trying to trash the guy. But that's kind of the, whether it's true or not, whether that's really who he is, that is the vibe he gives off. 
that is how he's perceived among people around Josh Rosen. So not an attack on Josh Rosen. Good dude, uh, I, I, I would think. Uh, but the perception of him is really dangerous. And that's you don't want a guy who has the perception of that in a locker room as an NFL quarterback. So again, I'm picking Sam Darnold over Josh Rosen. Sam Darnold is a better quarterback than Josh Rosen. Even if he's not right now, in the long run, Sam Darnold's a better guy to work with. I want to shift our focus now to John Gruden. John Gruden um, reportedly, uh, reportedly, I don't know if it's finalized or not, the offer is $10 million a year. Or, sorry, $10 million, $10, $10 million for 10 years. Overall, $100 million for John Gruden to go to the Raiders. I like this. Um, I, I like this because you need to have patience with coaches. That's why the 49ers are going to work. They gave their coaches six years. They said, we'll, hi- we'll, we'll sign John Lynch to a six-year contract. We'll also sign Kyle Shanahan to a six-year contract. We're going to give you time. We'll be patient. Go make it work. We'll stay out of your business. Go make it happen. That is what the Raiders seem to be doing with John Gruden, and I like that. But the narrative I'm not buying about John Gruden is that John Gruden, after taking nine years off of coaching, can't deal with the NFL. People are saying the NFL has changed too much in nine years and John Gruden's way out of touch. What? Really? Are you kidding me? Like, uh, what? Uh, okay, so John Gruden may struggle with like structure. He may struggle with travel plans. How do we, get, how do we feed 55 guys after we get off a plane in Miami? I, I don't know. But X's and O's? Like the game of football. You realize this is John Gruden, right? John Gruden's not going to struggle with the game of football. People are saying, oh, the game has changed a lot. We don't huddle. We do, we're a shotgun. Pal-. Yeah, John Gruden studies football every day, all the time. He's a workaholic. John Gruden loves football. He's a nerd about football. John Gruden's a nerd about football the way I'm a nerd about podcasts. I'm obsessed with them. That's all I do. That's how John Gruden is. He just watches football film all day, every day. It's all he does. So you're telling me that John Gruden's not going to understand he won't be able to catch up to football today. Uh, I don't. I don't buy that. What I do buy is that maybe maybe the lifestyle will be hard. That it'll go from being able to he'll, he'll works like thirty five days a week and can golf whenever he wants. Like right now, currently, even though he's a workaholic, even though he studies football all the time, if he wants to take a break, he can. Now working for someone else with the Raiders for Mark Davis, that all goes away. So maybe that that makes more sense to me than. John Gruden's not going to understand the way the NFL works. That's stupid. That is not true at all. That is, that is ridiculous, and I, I'm not going to buy that theory. Uh, but the reason why John Gruden may not work for 10 full years with the now Las Vegas Raiders is because of who he is. John Gruden's a yeller. Uh, the, the term is red ass. That's what people say. Uh, when you're a like Bronco Mendenhall, he's a screamer. He doesn't care about personal relationships. He will yell. He will rip into you. There's no niceties. He just screams at you. And that is actually what John Gruden is being known for. It's funny now. You see him on TV. He seems like a great, lovable guy. Uh, people that played for him back in the day talk about John Gruden. And when they're very honest, they say, he wears you out. And that is what may happen with John Gruden. He may just wear people out in Las Vegas. As a coach for the Raiders, he may just become such a... Because when you, when you beat a guy over the head over and over and over again, they eventually just tune you out. And that is what may happen with John Gruden. He's not going to struggle knowing football. John Gruden understands the game of football. 
the problem John Gruden may have is people might get tired of him and his, that's what happened with Jim Harbaugh, I think too. People get tired of these coaches that scream and yell and over time might tune him out. But I think John Gruden's a great hire. I really do. I think it's good for the Raiders. It will put our attention on the Raiders. It will be great for TV. I'm so excited to see what he does with Derek Carr. So I think John Gruden ultimately to the Raiders, it's a good move. 10 years, 10 million a year. That's a lot of money, $100 million uh, total. But ultimately, John Gruden to the Raiders, that's a good move. Uh, we have two stories left I want to talk about. <sighs> Russell Westbrook drives me nuts. Russell Westbrook, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Like, I, the guy refuses to learn from the past, and it's driving me nuts. So my dad, my dad was abused as a child, um, and when he rose, when he raised me, he he did he did not abuse me. He did a much better job than his parents did. And my dad always tells me, "Hey, son, I learned from my parents' mistakes. I hope you do better than me. Learn from my mistakes and do even better than me with your kids." You have to learn from your mistakes. You have to learn from the past. If you don't learn from the past, there's no point. That, that's kind of why history exists, in my opinion. That's the value of history. That's the value of knowing history. Is You can look at, oh, this happened in the past. How do we not make that happen again? How do we not repeat the same mistakes? Russell Westbrook recently said that he doesn't feel like he needs to give Paul George a sales pitch to keep him in Oklahoma City. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Russell Westbrook doesn't get it. Russell Westbrook, you do not understand how the world works. I know if it's a dating relationship, I don't want to have to recruit the girl I'm dating. Hell no, I'll never do that. But if I'm working with someone, I will recruit them. You know, Kevin Durant left you. James Harden left you. You, don't, you want to give a sales pitch. That is how you keep guys around. You know, I left in high school. I left one high school, went to another to go play football because I wasn't feeling loved. They said I was too small. I wouldn't be varsity quarterback. If they told me, hey, Zach, we value you. We think you can help our program. They just showed me some love. I might have stayed. Probably not, but I might have. And <laughs> Russell Wilson, ref- <laughs> Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook refuses to do that. He refuses to tell. I don't know what the relationship is with Paul George. Um, I don't know what I would say, but I would. I know this. I would be sales pitching Paul George incredibly hard. I'd say, dude, I want to play with you. I want, I want you to be here. Let's play it together. Let's do this. Let's do that. And Russell Westbrook doesn't seem to understand. I would have said to the media, because I know you don't want to air your grievances. If, so if Russell, this is the one thing people talked about the story in the past, and I think they've been kind of hard on Russell Westbrook. Because if you're sales pitching a guy, what do you want him to say? Like, yeah, I mean, I sales pitch him every day. Well, no, you don't want, you don't want that in the public media either. But I would say something like, I really want Paul George to stay with me next year in OKC. And I don't know why Russell Westbrook doesn't just say that to the media. Because he could say even, look, I, w- I wish he was transparent. I wish he was honest. I wish Russell Westbrook would say this to the media. Kevin Durant left me. James Harden left me. I don't want to lose Paul George as well. Because then he's the media darling. He would be the hero. And then Paul George, if Paul George ever left... Paul George would be the bad guy, and we'd feel bad for Russell Westbrook. The what he's saying now when he says, I'm not going to recruit anybody. That's not how you do it. You win championships. That's how you recruit people. That makes Russell Westbrook look stupid, like he hasn't learned from the past. So if I'm Russell Westbrook, I would be recruiting my butt off. I'd be like, Paul George, please, I will do anything. Stay here in OKC with me. Uh, but that's, that's a tough pitch. My buddy Brandon was just in town, and he said there's, he's been to Oklahoma City. 
there ain't nothing in Oklahoma City. So I don't know. I uh, Russell Westbrook's handling this situation poorly, and I don't think he's willing to learn from his mistakes. And ultimately, that will be the undoing of Russell Westbrook. When Paul George leaves, remember this day that Russell Westbrook refuses to give Paul George a sales pitch because that is what you should do. That's how you keep people around. That's how you work with people. You give them love. You tell them, hey, I want to work with you. I want to be around you. It's not just a sales pitch. It's also just how personal relationships work. You tell people, I want to work with you more. I like working with you, and that's what Russell Westbrook should do. Russell Westbrook clearly refuses to learn from his mistakes. The last story of the day, I want to talk about Jim Caldwell. You may not know who Jim Caldwell is, uh, but you should. So Jim Caldwell is, or was, Jim Caldwell was the Lions head coach. Until this year, Jim Caldwell just got fired. Now, some people felt that this was unjust. Uh, A lot of people talked about how he didn't do anything wrong. You're right. You're right. He did not do anything wrong. He also didn't do anything wrong outstanding either so if you're not moving forward you're moving backward and he wasn't necessarily in reverse he was just in neutral and that's not good Jim Caldwell did not make it happen he wasn't a terrible failure he just didn't deliver when he needed to so picture this you and your wife are fighting and you're you're sleeping on the couch you're in the doghouse your wife is mad at you she's been mad at you for weeks and your wife gives you a second chance she says Honey, I'll talk to you. Could you do the dishes for me? You forget. You forget to do the dishes. You failed to deliver when it mattered the most. Now she's not going to talk to you for another two months. You're stuck on that couch. You had a chance to redeem yourself. And when it mattered most, you failed. That is exactly what happened with Jim Caldwell. He did not deliver when he needed to as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. So Aaron Rodgers got hurt this year. Um, Suddenly, the NFC North was wide open. And and now the Vikings were fantastic. The Vikings did capture and claim the throne. They took over the NFC North. But the Lions weren't even close. The Lions weren't even in the playoff picture. They weren't even in the discussion. You know when you see the board, well, these six teams are in and these three teams are in the hunt. The Lions weren't even in the hunt. They weren't even anywhere near there. You got to be, if, you're, if Aaron Rodgers goes down, if the Packers atop the NFC North go down and the Lions aren't even close, what does that say about the Lions? That's a bad look. You just signed Matthew Stafford to a long, mega huge deal. You have a great quarterback. So you have, a, you have a, a pretty good defense. You needed to deliver this year. So am I upset that Jim Caldwell got fired? No, I'm not. Jim Caldwell should have been fired. I, I, I don't... Uh, that's a little harsh. I don't want to call for anyone's job. I never mean to do that. Uh, my dad lost his job once. It was awful. However, I don't know that it was the, the I don't know that it was called for. I don't know that it was necessary, but I don't think it was the wrong decision by firing Jim Caldwell either. Because again, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. And when he needed to deliver the most, he did not. His wife was angry at him and he forgot to do the dishes. So that compounded the problem. Jim Caldwell did not deliver when he needed to, and that is why I, I'm i not happy he got fired. Don't get me wrong. I th- and he will coach again in the NFL. But his, his firing in Detroit, Jim Caldwell being fired as the head coach of the Detroit Lions was justified. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, 
on SoundCloud. Coming next week to Spotify and Google Play. You can find my full entire 45-minute podcast on YouTube. You can also find my best, most interesting clips on YouTube. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. We are growing at an incredible rate. So two weeks ago, I was really excited because we got to 100 subscribers on YouTube. We are now, as of this morning, we doubled and, and we're continuing. We're past doubling now. We got to, we're now at 246 subscribers this morning on YouTube. Continue to tell your friends, share links to these videos on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever it is. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. I would appreciate it very much. And thank you so very much for listening. I appreciate you guys. I can't wait. I'm going to drive back up north to Pullman, Washington, where I live for college. And I'm, I'm really, I'm so dang excited. Like, I can't wait. So thank you so much for listening. I love you guys very much. And have a great day, everybody.